Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. I wanted to pop in real quick before we get started to officially announce that we have an end date for book four. That's right. It's been nearly 50 episodes and nearly a year spent in this one book, longer than probably any two books combined that we've done before this across both of the campaigns that we've played. But the end of Gallowspire is finally in sight. That's right. The finale of book four will release on July 7th. That is two weeks from the release date of this episode. That means that our recap retrospective extravaganza for book four will release the following week on the 14th and will be recorded the Monday before that, July 10th. If you would like to ask us a question during our recap retrospective extravaganza, you can do so by sending us an email to inspiredincompetence at gmail.com or hop on our Discord, send us a message on there. We will add it to the list and make sure that we address it on air during the recap. Any of our $10 and up patrons that normally get early access to our episodes will instead get to listen in live to that recap retrospective extravaganza on the 10th. So if that sounds like something you'd like to do, come heckle us. We uh, usually get a little back and forth going between ourselves and the Discord comments while that's going on. So go ahead and hop on over to our Patreon. Give us a pledge at that $10 level or above. And yeah, we will see you there. So yeah, without further ado, here we go with episode number 123. Near-Death Experiences. to Inspired Incompetence, the only podcast to receive the lofty Pavlovian stamp of approval. How's everybody doing? I'm just drooling to get started tonight. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, I want to see what, what loot we got in this room. I want to see if I survive. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I want to see that too. A lot of anticipation. You guys just I'm uh killed... pretty sure that I did though, so... You guys just killed a, a mythic bone thorn, but it has one final fuck you to deliver. And uh, he's got a cover bonus. The lies, you have a cover bonus. I made sure to write it down. It's not an attack roll, so a cover is not going to make yep. any sort of effect. I, I think we... Oh, gee, thanks, oh, Tom. I think, yeah, I think yeah, I no, said least... you're going to give him a cover bonus does give you reflex. a bonus on reflex saves. So. Because <clears throat> Elias uh, is super nimble. Oh, yeah. Yep. So Arginus, I believe it was Arginus that landed the killing blow. I think it was a magic missile. Yep. And the the fell energies holding this thing together, uh, they lose. They they kind of just unravel. They lose their grip on the the fibers of uh, this creature, and it just explodes outward in this blast of uh, thorns and ice. Well, if it's thorns and ice, at least the 
the cold damage will get negated by the resist energy. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. It'll certainly be resisted by the resist energy. Well, let me dream. All right, so we're talking about a range of 30 feet. So our genus and Teoblith are safe. It is going to be Uhtred and Thalias that need to give me reflex saves. Uhtred is going to add a plus one from the Hera reading spell to this reflex save. All right. I'll also add a plus one. Um, I just found it lying around. Don't look into it. Oh, baby. It's going to be a 33 for old Uhtred. Okay. And then Thalias gets a plus two cover bonus on his reflex save. 22. Not quite a 32, but... <laughs> Not quite a pass either. Oh, uh, other bonuses. Come on, guys. <laughs> He's fine. Yeah, let him fail like a man. How much health you got, Joe? Yeah, 15. What? <laughs> <laughs> so. 15's probably enough. The damage I just rolled is the total damage. Half of this is cold damage. So I rolled 48 total. Uh, 24 oh. of it is cold and gets negated by resist energy. So that means that Thalias takes another 24 points of slashing and piercing damage. Uh, Uhtred, you made your reflex save and you take half of that. So 12. So not. I, I have the ring of evasion. Evasion, right. Okay. So you're good. Thalias. I love that. I love that because Uhtred's standing right in front of this thing and takes nothing. Yeah. Thalias is around the corner and getting just pin cushions in the face. He's going to be pretty close to dead. Yeah. What, what else? So, what does that leave your hit points at, Thalias? Negative nine. You said I took 24? Yes. Negative nine. Okay. But wait, I got an idea. All right. Oh, nope. Just going to die about it? Negative nine is not going to kill him. Well, hold on. That's up to us. When did we it? when did we rest? I can't remember if I count down lay on hands or count up. I, I mean, think I count down. It says I have eight. I'm pretty sure you used right. all of them before we yeah, started you, this combat. You okay. used you used a bunch during the yeah. last combat okay. and between combats and then in this fight. I remember so you're you, probably yeah. out. I remember you used your last like you said, like I have one more. I don't want to waste it, but what else yep. am I gonna use it for? Yep, okay. Because you were using them every single round, and if you hadn't you would be dead. <laughs> that would have killed you. Yeah. Um, so I just want to take a second and rewind it because we had the Emeritus fight that killed Kishikish. The very next combat was the Wisagatkax that killed Elksy. The very next combat was the Bone Thorn that almost killed Thalias, but I Might may still, still be three for three. Because Teoblith has contracted that fungus. And that fungus deals 2d6 damage every single round. And if it kills you, you are brought back as a bone thorn, I think like 2d6 rounds later. And there is no duration. It will literally go forever until it kills you or you I can cure it. it. You could cure it tomorrow. <laughs> it is a disease. Well, yeah. It's doing 2d6 damage around. So luckily, I've got something to use this for this. All right. Right? Because it's a disease. It is a disease effect, yes. All right. So this is going to... I'm going to be using my purge corruption focus power. First, why don't you take 2d6 damage? 
Well, fuck you too. Mm-hmm. How much health do you All right on health, right? Take another five. And what kind of damage is this? Slashing damage. So DR would apply if you have temporary hit points. That would also absorb it. The ablative barrier? Would that that wouldn't that convert it to non-lethal? Yep. Okay. So that's five five non-lethal. I will take it. Um, let's see. So purge corruption. As a standard action, one point of focus. I uh, have to be able to touch the target. Functions as either neutralize poison or remove disease using my level as the caster level. Um, also, uh, just... Uh, I don't want this to get uh, like left to obscurity after not really coming up ever. But a blade of barrier... Uh, only lasts as long it either lasts one hour per level or until it has converted five points of damage to non-lethal damage per caster level yeah maximum 50 all right so give us that caster level check and you're going up against the dc of the bone thorn spores yep i was just looking to see if i had uh something to boost this but like other than a hero point which i don't have but my sudden insight ability is only good for an ab- it's good for an ability check, attack roll, or skill check, not a caster level check. And my my danger sight, which is the defensive one, I can use uh, to boost either my AC or a saving throw. Which again, neither of these applies. Okay. So straight up caster level check. Ooh, twenty seven. Twenty seven will be enough to remove the disease. <laughs> you have to settle for two for three. Uh, two out of three ain't bad. That's what I've always heard. You do that in baseball uh, and you're a superstar. Seriously. <laughs> I am still unconscious whenever you guys get a chance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No right. rush. No rush. You got rounds. No rush. I'm coming. What is yeah, everybody so- doing? Uh, so like the bone thorn explodes. Uh, Thalias eats shit. And then Teoblith st- spends another round, kind of like he like you can s- you could see like his skin ripping open and these uh, like sporous growths protruding out of his flesh. And then he kind of does some magic and it just kind of like powderizes and then becomes. Well, I, I, I'm just imagining because I remember this happened when he like scraped my shin climbing up the wall after me. So, like, I'm just imagining Teoblith kind of, like, sits down on the ground and runs this, kind of almost does, like, Reiki, like, with his hands hovering over the wound, and you just see him, like, telepathically just pulling the thorns nice. back out of the wound and, like, just, like, shoving them on the ground. Uh, so, what is everybody else doing? Well, by everybody else, I mean Nutrid and Arginus. Joe, do you have healing hands still? I believe, uh, I believe yeah, he I does, yeah. Yeah, we haven't gotten so, to use them. How, how does this sound? Teoblith, just get the Lias up. Then I'll use the last charge of the spike. Well, before you even do that, I can get Thalias up, Dimension Doras to the Witchgate control room, so and just was... turn off the Witchgate so he can use Healing Hands. Yeah. Oh. That's where I was going with it, too. Here's my fear. If we... Dimension door there, and oh no, there's somebody there now. We're like prime for picking. I mean, we're gonna rest. We we were probably gonna rest after this before we move on to the next room, anyways. 
Right, but at least if we turn off the witch gates, we'll have access to healing hands, you know, in between fights and all that. No, no, I'm not saying we shouldn't still do that. I'm just saying we should use the last charge of the spike, heal up before we dimension door there in case Alex has decided to have other things end up in that room conveniently waiting what for us. What do you mean Alex decided? I'm just running a pre-written adventure. You guys that uh-huh. went yes, off we script, we're not in the me. middle of your hand-drawn addition to the pre-written adventure. Yeah, you're welcome for frickin' enabling your off-rails uh, shenanigans. Alright. Um, yeah, no, that I guess that's sound. We can use because uh, we have one last use of the spike and yeah. yeah. And again, like theoretically, we shouldn't need it once we turn off the witch gates. So just right. as a precaution, can't hurt to use it here. So yeah, if you want to start doing that, and then I can heal up Thalias. I'll wait. And, well, I was thinking, why don't you just get him up, and then I'll start it so he can get maximum use of his healing hands. Well, you still have to bleed for a minute before it even oh, like activates, right. so you can get it okay. started. I stab my non-sword hand. Okay, and the final uh, iron ring falls off of the stake, uh, and Uchard begins taking one bleed damage. I'm surprised you guys are doing this before looking at the loot. Well, never too I'd, safe I'd, with you. I'd like Thalias to be conscious, and then we can and always go look at the loot while dying. people are healing and everything. Yep, yep. You're <laughs> a Axel's good man, like, Charlie yeah, yeah, Brown. look at the shiny thing. Don't worry about the guy <laughs> coughing up blood. Yeah, we God, also know on. what happened the last time we were looking at loot. <laughs> What happened All last right. time you were looking at loot? <laughs> created a fucking bone thing. The spiky person. Yeah, but that was the that was like last session. <laughs> it's like forever ago. It was a whole like four rounds ago. And it was the same loot. What do you think I'm you think I'm a fucking a hack doing the same thing over and over again for the exact same bag of loot? Uh oh. Well, Okay, I guess that works. Uh, Thalias, heal nine from a cure moderate wounds. Oh, perfect. <laughs> or, yeah, sorry, cure serious. You are conscious but disabled. Uh, you you gasp uh, into consciousness <laughs> as like your skin closes around wounds that are pushing the spikes out of your face. Yeah, I don't feel too good, coach. <laughs> yeah, well, walk it off. Um, our genus, while well, everybody's doing something else, our genus will probably walk over to the loot and just kind of drag it over. Well, it is, uh, not that it's out of reach, but it is currently suspended in a, like a small tangle of ice-like spider webs in this eastern niche. <laughs> I'm really gonna cast a fireball for this. You do have resist colds going right now. We all do. Oh, okay. Um... I mean, do I? What do I do with it though? Like, like am I gonna climb the ice structure in order to get to it? Oh like, no, it's not out of reach, but it is suspended in the air. Like, like what oh. I'm saying is, it's not on the floor for you to drag somewhere. Oh, okay. Well, then I. Oh, God, something Come, stupid's about to happen. I'm gonna touch go it. grab it. Go touch it. Yeah, I'm gonna touch it. Okay, good. You touch the loot while Thelias touches himself. Touch him if you got him. Yep, uh, I'm gonna touch him. All right, you touch well, the treasure. Retrieve him. All right, I'm gonna try to pry it off of wherever it is. All right, it takes a couple good uh, tugs, but uh, then the the spider web like ice strands eventually snap apart, and you can freely take the bag 
that they were. Oh, holding. can I can I do it like Indiana Jones style? Like I have like a stone in my hand, uh, out of fear. Like, uh, I'll, uh, our genus. Your light stone replaces, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> replaces the the bag real quick and hopes that nothing happens. Nothing happens, and you go to walk away, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" But I need that stone. It's my light stone. <laughs> I got this bag of treasure. I can replace it with. <laughs> yeah, you just start. <laughs> just ah! That's an Argina's thing to do. <laughs> uh, Wait, I don't even have the light stone. I don't have the light stone that was taken off by. Uh, uh, I, I mean, got dispelled. I mean, yep. you, you, you still have the stone. You got rid of the yeah. stone. You can still have the stone. Yeah, it just doesn't. I could still limit daily. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, Joe, how about some uh, rolls there, big guy? Oh, you guys wanted rolls. You want rolls. <laughs> the one at zero. <laughs> I'm disabled. Yeah. Like disabled. That means you, you, you have a standard action. action yeah. No. Healing hands is a full round action. He can't oh. use it while he's at zero. <laughs> I have oh, wait, he is? <laughs> yelling oh. at the disabled kid. I thought, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I thought that was a standard action. Oh, I'll hit him with another another cure then. <laughs> I didn't even think of it until just now, but yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. staying in there bleeding out like... Elias, you asshole, come on. There you I go. can't move. Well, I don't know what you want from me. There, what he, happened, even? Heal another fourth, Elias. Okay. You're as, ah, you're as good as new. Perfect. These hands. Let's heal them. Now, it is a heal check as far as the rolling goes. Yep. So, let's... so I'm assuming that first one is on yourself? Uh, Yeah. Okay. So that is over, that is do... over 30, so that'll be your, your big one. In terms of the party, I know I'm practically dead, um, but what does everyone else look like? Uhtred will be missing 20 health when the spike finishes. Mm, Teoboth okay. looks like a little over half full. Yeah, yeah, I'm at, I'm at about half, little, yeah, a little over. And our, our, genus genus? Is, our genus is fine. 74 out of Of course yeah. he is. Yeah, of course he Never is. Never punished. Friggin' He's a sorcerer. He knows to stay the fuck back. <laughs> He's learning. All right. So I rolled two more, a 34 and a 28. A 28 is the middle one. And I forget what these values are exactly. So my hit dice is... 13. You're 13. Lucky. So if you roll, a, if your skill check is above a 20, whoever you're healing heals their HD, which is 13. Um, oh, it says the thing right there. Yeah. That's what that number is. If you roll a 20 over a 25, they heal their HD plus your wisdom. Which your wisdom's a plus one, so it's fourteen. And if you get above a thirty, you add your knowledge planes ranks to that, which brings it up to or your knowledge planes that's, skill bonus to that, yeah. which makes it a thirty-one. That's the big one. Yeah. Okay. So it's your number of ranks, not your skill bonus. Okay. Okay. So fifty-four plus fourteen. Seventy-eight? Yep. I'm sorry, sixty-eight. Okay. That's gigantic. Alright, I'm at seventy-two out of one twenty-two. And now Let's start round robining uh, some of these off, and that was. Well, three total. has to be last on the last round. Right. Yep. Okay. You have to be last. So Tiablith uh, is missing hit points. Do t- this will be Tiablith. Twenty. Oh my God! Can I fail this? Yeah. You can't. No, he can. Wow. If he gets less one. than a twenty, yeah. 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 If he rolls right. a natural Let's... one, he it, it doesn't do anything. That's the only way to get nothing out of it. Wow. All right. Well, that's thirteen. Let me try again. 35, there you go. That's 27. Perfect. And I am over full. Shouldn't. This one's for me, 27. Okay, and that is your sixth application. So the, oh, right. the stake has timer the stake has four rounds remaining. Okay. 
So I'll heal myself one more, and I should be good, and then I'll heal, um, I'll heal Uhtred, and should be good. Oh, goddamn, of course Just, I didn't roll Do you max. look so full? Yes. Yeah, I'm full up. Yeah. So you're at 113 now, Thalias? Yep. Give yourself another one. You got three yep, rounds. Might as well. Yeah. Top it All off. All right, this is the last one for me. I'm topped <laughs> off. And how many was this? One, two, three, I think that's eight. four, seven, eight. And that'll, how many rounds was it? Ten. Ten, yeah. yeah. All right, so this will be for Richard. 27. Nice. Tops him off, too. Perfect. That's a 34. Oh, my to God. Go for 27. Right. Right. Sorry. For our listeners at home or in the car. Woo. All right. All right. Now I say we do loot, dimension door, turn off witch gates, secure shelter. And then leave. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Let's oh, just run. You don't want to keep going? <laughs> Yo. Turn the witch gates <laughs> off and, and hope someone else handles this, right? I mean. How much more work do we really have to do around here? The and only work we have to I mean, do is <laughs> potentially getting a great boon for Alex's side quest. Yeah. yeah. And well, there's also the fact that like, once we turn off the witch gates, we could literally, like, I have to, I have the teleport spell. We could literally just teleport wherever we want, sell our stuff, like, re-equip, and come back if we wanted to. You know what? Uh, like people are sitting in the office dreaming about their vacation, you know, that they're going to take in the summer, but they got like six more months until it. So they just have to dream about it. I've been dreaming about where we would go a- after here. <laughs> like there's the beach. I got, you know, some grog in my hand. You know, uh, yeah, it's going to be glorious. Go from Atlantic beach to the Bahamas. If you just work that all the way up to the finish line. Have you guys ever done like, <laughs> a bunch of the side quests before you like start the main uh the main storyline. I feel like this is our side quest moment where we could just keep on slogging in this uh dungeon and just going further and further and further. Well, I, I love I the think... confidence you guys. It's 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 <laughs> kind of mind-boggling. <laughs> oh, good lord. I mean, I I don't think there's going to be level after level after level of Alex's edition. I know in Gallowspire it has a fuck ton of levels, but I don't think Alex said, all right, the book says go three levels, but I'm going to write out another 12, 12 levels to get to 15. <laughs> you don't know that. Well, yeah. And also, I mean, just this is just my personal assumption, but we don't know how, like, we don't know how deep this goes, but I have to imagine the vast majority of Gallowspire was the tower that got blown up. By the radiant fire, well, maybe. Well, maybe. <laughs> I mean, that part of Gallowspire was actually uh, on the. It was on the other side of the Great Seal. It was inaccessible to Tarbafon before, like, blowing up the Great Seal. At which point, the tower also blew up. So, okay, it's so, like he was sealed in the lower levels of Gallowspire. Yes. Okay. That I didn't know. I thought he was just. I thought this. It was just like a seal sealing him, like into the tower. I didn't know it was, like, at it's a certain level floor. too. Yeah, like the main entrance into Gallowspire was actually at the very top of the tower, and then you had to work your way down, and then that led you underground, and then there was like a level above the top level that you guys explored, and on that level is like at the end of that level before it descended again is where the they placed the great seal. Okay. Let's see what loot we got in this room. That'll yeah. also help us know if we want to go oh, yeah. or not. Yeah. If Joe gets a plus five scythe. I bet you his tune will change. Oh. 
Hmm. So hold on. I'm trying to figure out what is more likely to get you guys to proceed. If you get really good treasure here, or if you get really bad treasure here, because <laughs> it sounds really like either treasure. one is going to make you want to keep going. I feel like good treasure is what's going to make me keep on going. If I if I get something crappy, like if a shield comes out of this bag, <laughs> we're not, I'm good. yeah, like it is just filled with winged shields. It's not worth it. <laughs> a veritable treasure trove, and you guys are like, oh, this is fucking junk. Okay, so let's talk about this bag first, because this is a bag of holding type 2. Oh, that's huge. Inside the bag of holding are three magic items. There is a metamagic rod, and then there are uh, two brass bottles with lead stoppers. The uh, All three of these items are detecting his magic. So let's get some spellcraft checks. Teable doesn't just get them? I do, but I have oh, to take right. like a minute each so we can do the spellcraft to try and identify them quickly if we'd like so that's a it's been so long since we had to <laughs> so that's a 32 and a 37 for teoblith oh is there only two spellcrafts yeah because i think the brass bottles were both the same so it's one spellcraft to identify both of them yeah 22 I and think, 12 uh, okay because i think the lie still might have a bump on his head he's got a four and a nine because <laughs> you right. don't have ranks in spellcraft <laughs> Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you can't even make these. <laughs> but I'm trained in it. But you need ranks in order to <laughs> actually be trained in it. It's a class skill. But if it's trained only, you're not considered trained unless you put a rank in it. This is healing hands and knowledge plane's fault. I couldn't afford one skill point for this. Jeez. All right. So you've got some very good spellcraft checks sprinkles in, sprinkled in there. So... uh I'll give it to you that you identify these bottles as ever-smoking bottles. They emit an ever-replenished supply of smoke. The amount of smoke is great if the stopper is pulled out, pouring from the bottle and totally obscuring vision across a 50-foot spread in one round. If the bottle is left unstoppered, the smoke billows out another 10 feet per round until it has covered a 100-foot radius. This area remains smoke-filled until the ever-smoking bottle is stoppered. The bottle must be resealed by a command word, after which the smoke dissipates normally. A moderate wind, 11 miles per hour or more, disperses the smoke in four rounds, and a strong wind, 21 miles per hour or more, disperses the smoke in one round. Although if the bottle is still open, then it will just be like an ever... It'll be like a one round the smoke's gone, one round the smoke's back, or something like that. Maybe. I don't know. The metamagic rod is an authoritative metamagic rod uh, of moderate power. So it's not lesser, it's not major, it is normal. So that means three times per day you can uh, tack the authoritative metamagic effect onto a spell of first to sixth level. And the authoritative metamagic effect is... You can alter any spell that targets a single creature to become an authoritative spell. When you cast an authoritative spell, choose one of the following activities to prohibit. Move closer to you. Move away from you. Make a melee weapon attack. Make a ranged weapon attack. Cast an offensive spell or cast a non-offensive spell. A creature that is affected by the spell and fails its saving throw against that spell, if the spell allows a saving throw to resist, cannot perform any action of the selected type on its next turn. An authoritative spell gains the lawful descriptor, and the additional effect is a mind-affecting compulsion effect. Oh, that's the kicker. 
Like, oh, that sounds really cool. Mind affecting. So, like, everything we Game fight is going to be immune to it. <laughs> well, not everything. It is now. Like, 80 plus percent. What's it worth? Can we sell it for a pretty penny? Probably. Yeah. If only we could chop. The, the moderate uh, rod is worth 11,000 gold. And the ever-smoking bottles are each worth 5,400 gold. The bag of holding, type 2, is worth 5,000 gold. Um, yeah, not selling the bag of holding. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, authoritative has a couple... It's, it's not for, you know, it can't affect everybody, but it's otherwise just like you just get a free command spell, like just tacked onto it. Yeah, like it is cool. a fun effect. It's just like the fact that it's mind affecting in, in this particular campaign just seems like it takes a lot of its functionality out of play. Yeah, I mean, if you really wanted to uh, make this kind of item shine in this kind of campaign, there is a feat called Threnotic Spell. It only works on mind-affecting spells. Threnotic Spell affects undead creatures, even mindless undead, as if they weren't immune to mind-affecting effects, but has no effect on living creatures. So, you know, there you, you can get around that. Yeah, but what does that add to the spell slot level? Plus two. I mean, I'll take the rod. It's always going to have a niche use. At one point or another, we're going to target living things i mean you fought you guys have fought plenty of outsiders uh and they're not Im inherently immune to mind affecting effects um speaking of outsiders you're you're looking at you're looking at this bag of of uh magic items and you're remembering those wisagatcaks that you guys fought just up the stairs and it's it's definitely a possibility uh that those wisagatcaks were like called here through like planar binding or some other calling spell and like basically tasked with being like guards for these stairs and these magic items ca may have been like their payment not a very big payment i mean it was like 20,000 gold worth of stuff a little bit more yeah but to 25 like, it for how long <laughs> that's not information available to you any who's it's Let's say we go turn off these witch gates and see what we can do. I'm down for that. So everyone huddle up and uh, yeah, Teolith will dimension door us up to the witch gate control room. You guys can we... just walk up there. Nope. Okay. All right. Well, I'm not going to tell you how to use your spell slots. <clears throat> All right. So which gate controls it's been a it's been a minute since we've been up here i feel like i was just up there because i kept running away from shit <laughs> that's true <laughs> you were just up there. <laughs> all right tell me what you do well unless uh unless someone else wants to try and step up teoblith's going to approach the control panel with the sphere that we found it's a knowledge check right it's a use magic device check no it's teoblith all the way <laughs> um, didn't we find something that gave us a plus five on this I forget what the bonus was but you did find a book that did deal with like early theories of ley lines and how they might apply to the witch gate specifically in that library so I'm looking it up now 
pretty sure was, you said plus five. Uh, you are correct. It is a plus five circumstance bonus on use magic device checks to operate the yep. witch gates. Okay. So what and does that bring um, your bonus to? Well, I'm also going to use my sudden insight, uh, which gives me gives me an insight bonus equal to half my level for one ability check, attack, or skill. So I'll use that. So that's a plus six, along with the plus five from the book, is going to give me a total of a plus 40. Damn. That's pretty good. I mean, <laughs> if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> if you're into magic devices and using them. Uh, so I'm going to roll my use magic device, and we're going to add 11 to whatever the result says. Okie dokie. Oh, okay. That is a 54 use magic device oh. check. Holy hell. He is in his <laughs> element. <laughs> <laughs> so it's this like like icy black sphere that you uh insert into the recess on the on the stone table. And I imagine it's like playing that like bowling arcade game. You're just kind of like <laughs> in the ball on the sphere when it's in the recess. Um, um actually bef- before I do do that, I would like to kind of turn to the group and be like, now I can I can probably like I can set this kind of however we want it to go. So uh I mean obviously we want to turn it off for most people, but what what restrictions do we want to put on there? What are the like limitations of what what kind of restrictions we can put on it? You can shut the entire network down or you can permit specific exceptions to the network while keeping it active, such as allowing yourselves and Arasni to teleport, but denying the ability to the Whispering Tyrant and his forces. That kind of seems like a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Is there other people that Arasni would be bringing, though? Does she have forces, or is she just coming in hot? She Nothing she's hasn't told mentioned us. any forces that she's bringing with her. Because it would be real us kind of blunder for us to drop the witch gate for her. And then we'd be like, what the hell is this? You guys didn't turn it off for everyone? Do we get another crack at it if if we need as, to change it? or how um, do- Yeah, unless as long as you don't fail the check, you can keep like tweaking it. Um, if you fail it, the entire network just shuts down. Okay. But that, I mean, that's still beneficial for your mission. It's but, still what we yeah. want. I guess. And, and once we set the parameters of the system and like have it set up the way we want, if we take this orb thing back off it, the parameters we put in place stay active, right? Uh, correct. Just checking. Because I don't want to leave that, the battery here. Oh yeah, that's coming with us. Alright, so I'm thinking I'm just going to uh, I'm going to turn off the witch gates entirely. But I will make it so that no undead can teleport, with an exception, I guess, for Arasni. All right. So, so you're not turning them off. You're keeping them on, but you're uh, you're including exceptions, which is living creatures and also Arasni. Sure. Are liches undead? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm also going to exclude extra planar creatures from teleporting because I know Tarbathon also has a bunch of like demons and other outsiders in his like repertoire. Okay. So the only outsider that I would have called an ally is uh, well, 
buried up 60 feet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it would have been really funny if we tried to teleport and he got stuck here. Oh, well. So speaking of Keisha Keisha, we've, you guys have had a couple conversations between yourselves or with me about Gallowspire's uh, tendency to turn deceased creatures into undead within 24 hours, and you have recently lost Keisha Keish and Elksy. Keisha Keish is an outsider, so I told you that when we started playing again, we could figure that out uh, in-game with some skill checks, so if you guys would like to do that now, you uh, are welcome to. Uh, you can give me knowledge planes or religion uh, to figure that one out. As the knowledge planes, man, I think I'll take care of this one, boys. Ah, Tia Blith, why don't you take this one? <laughs> <laughs> He's just the knowledge planesman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is a 41 knowledge planes. Wow. Mine was high, too. Basically in the 40s, but don't look into it. <laughs> All right. So so basically, the, the conundrum is any creature that dies within Gallowspire returns as an undead within 24 hours. But as we discussed in a previous episode, uh, Kish Kish being an outsider uh, can't really be brought back to life with conventional magic. It takes, like, wish or miracle because his his body and his soul are one single unit where most creatures, when they die, their soul is separate from their body and a spell like raise dead really just brings the soul back to the body. But it's that's super cool. I, I wouldn't have thought of that. I like that. Yeah. So with a 41 knowledge planes, uh, Teoblith, you can kind of infer that, the process of turning a creature into an undead within Gallowspire would have very much to do with uh, corrupting the soul as it leaves the body. Uh, Kishikish's body is his soul, and also Kishikish's body is not currently in Gallowspire. So Kishikish died in Gallowspire, but then both his body and his soul left Gallowspire. Now, otherwise, if, like... Like, for example, Randolph died in Gallowspire, but then his body left Gallowspire. But his soul stayed behind, unbeknownst to you, and was corrupted into a ghost. Kishikish's soul is currently not in the walls of Gallowspire. So, you are fairly confident that he is not going to be brought back as an undead because of that. The same thing preventing you from... Uh, raising him back to life is in a roundabout way also protecting his soul from the corrupting influence of Gallowspire so long as his body is kept outside of Gallowspire. He's in heaven now. Uh, well, no. He's, he's probably in, in the maelstrom now. He's in the dirt. <laughs> his soul is still in his body because they're the same thing. So his soul is just decomposing in the dirt. Okay, I didn't get a 41 on my knowledge planes, so I'm going to go ahead and believe that he's in heaven. Got it, got it. With the other cool snails. <laughs> he's not, like, in the boneyard where psychopomps like to hang out. He's in heaven. He deserves better, okay? He's, he's in heaven he's with the... Great. He's in heaven with the angels instead. <laughs> yeah. And they're all making fun of him because he's a psychopomp. Like, Look at this nerd. How'd you wind up in heaven, idiot? <laughs> <laughs> Would you get lost, you fucking snail? <laughs> okay. 
uh okay so yeah that was sorry for that was kind of like a tangent but that was uh that was brought up i wanted to i didn't want it to not get addressed so teoblith you're fiddling around the witch gates and you decide to leave them on but you leave uh the exceptions of if you're a living creature that is not an outsider and also if you are a rasni you can teleport through verlich without the witch gates entangling you with a fucking what'd you get like a 54 or something like that 54 yeah (laughs) yeah uh you are successful and you also discover that uh upon like it kind of like you like go into uh like pressing f2 when you're restarting a computer so you're like going into like the the bios bios yeah (laughs) (laughs) like upon exiting that like editing mode console you terminal uh you can actually use the witch gates to affect everybody in the pyramid with greater teleport oh shit so yeah i'll relay that to the group like well uh (laughs) so fun fact uh I can actually use the witch gates right now as a, a greater teleport spell. So, where do we want to go? Flyus uh, breaks down a little bit. Like, oh, it's over. It's finally over. People. Uh, anywhere with people for me. Uh, a marketplace of some sort. Uh, oh, sweet civilization. Oh, oh, somewhere with a bar. Yes, yes. And people. <laughs> A tavern. Any tavern. Well, not any tavern. Well, any place specific or dealer's choice here? Well, actually, there is a place I'd really like to go. Oh? I wouldn't mind going and seeing Rogyar. Who? You don't know him, (laughs) but Elias does. (laughs) Rogyar? Yeah, let's go see him. Oh, wait. Our Uh, genius knows him (laughs) briefly, too, from the (laughs) escape from Vigil. Oh, Oh, for that brief moment of time. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, it should be great indeed. All right, well, where is this Roger fellow? <laughs> Rogar. Yeah, okay, where is he? Well, he's in curse. At least I, I think he's still there. Well, yeah, I guess one city is as good as another. So, yeah, hold on to your butts, people. Let's go. And yeah, Teolith uses the witch gates to teleport the four of us to Curse. I hold on tightly, but as soon as this happens, I wonder to myself, I don't know how this works exactly. Can we come back I imagine it's teleport? Like how does... Dimension door. Oh, teleport's no, we... just dimension door, but much further. Yeah, but we can use tele... Because like, the, what the witch gates were doing before is they prevent long-range teleportation. Okay. So we couldn't gotcha. use the teleport spell within... Verlich, which is the whole like region with the mountains and stuff that we had to walk through to get here. We couldn't gotcha. use teleport to get here because of the witch gates. Now that we've altered and set up these different allowances, we can now teleport as we want. So we could cast teleport to be back here, you know, within oh. 10 seconds if we wanted to. That feels good. Oh, should we? Great commu- job, everybody. Should we communicate with Arasni that now she's able to teleport? <sighs> I let's let, let let's not like <laughs> immediately report back. I also if she's she, so powerful, she should know she, that. Already, know, right? I, I mean, mean, whether like we weren't like on a deadline, so I mean, here here's my all right. Like 
Tom's Tom's concerns here so far is not only did we not communicate her uh, to her about you know us having her lungs, but also the fact that we're not communicating to her that now she's able to move freely. I, I would guess like to try and find out what those lungs actually are, can do, could possibly do before we tell her we have them. I mean, I I think we're slowly making an enemy before, uh, (laughs) like... Oh, yeah, I mean, Uhtred doesn't care about that at all. Like, he doesn't trust Erasne. He doesn't see Erasne as an ally. He sees her as an enemy of his enemy. Okay. Uh, I I would just rather not be the immediate enemy. (laughs) Like... I mean, I think we would have to do a lot to be... to have her determine us to be her immediate enemy. Yeah. I mean, we may have her lungs, but we only have her lungs because Tarbafan killed her. That's true. It's like, don't look at us. We just found these. You right. know what I'm saying? Go, go to him. Well, he, he ripped them out of you. We just happened to stumble across them. Right. But then we're aware of it and we're still carrying them. Like, we're the reason why she doesn't have them anymore. No, we're not. It could be anyone's lungs, Tom. Yeah. Yes, it is. So <laughs> we're not the reason she doesn't have them anymore. I didn't leave the reason. Yeah, we're the active reason. No, 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 like, well, because they were in the Temple of Erasne under vigil. But now they're in our possession. Right, but like. Allegedly. But the fact that we have them, like, I didn't. We didn't steal them from her. Right. Teoblith found them in that underground temple, and then he's been holding on to them because they're a historical artifact. If somebody finds your wallet on the ground. And they're returning it to you. you. You don't like get your wallet and be like, motherfucker, why didn't you send this to me four days ago? No priority mail? Regular standard yeah. post? Unbelievable. I feel like it's more along the opposite lines of like, <laughs> what do you mean that well, you've been there? Currently... Like, it's like stumbling upon the wallet. Like, that somebody yeah. else. Is, oh, yeah, I meant to give this back to you. Uh, all right. Like, I mean, you're using yeah, the I'm, credit I'm, card in there right I now. I want to give it back to her, but I want to know more about him before I do that. <laughs> right, exactly. We want to analyze it to see how we can use it. I mean, I feel like it, it's it's more similar to, like, if you stumbled across, like, Napoleon's sword, like, like Napoleon's saber, and you had that, and then you found out that somehow Napoleon was still hanging out somewhere. Like, like I guess it's his, but like, is it Should've his anymore? It. <laughs> Here's the thing, though: they're not they're 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 Teobles. Like, we didn't stumble across them. Teobles stumbled across us already with them in his possession. On top of that. There's nothing anybody could say that would convince Uhtred that it makes sense to tell her about those before we have a better understanding of what they actually are. Agree. What they are is a minor artifact. Yes. (laughs) I I mean, yeah. Yes, mechanically crunchy. That's what I believe, too. But that still doesn't give you an idea of like, okay, what does that minor artifact do? I mean, I know what it does. 
At least I know what it does mechanically for Diablith. If it was inside of her body, I would know what it does, but <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to find out, I guess. Can't we use a raised dead, like, <laughs> like we can bring her back to life, right? Arasni? Yeah. Uh, mm, probably not because she's like a fucking demigoddess. Um, I think it works kind of differently there. And even if she we has said could, she's not like a normal undead. Yeah, like we would need because she's already been br- br- brought back as a lich. I think we would need to destroy her phylactery and then maybe try doing like a true resurrection or a wish spell or a miracle to bring her back. I think that's like the only thing that would have a chance because she's been dead for 900 something years. Maybe we kill her and then uh, <laughs> bring her back. <laughs> Tom, you you come around so hard all over the place. I mean, guys, we shouldn't be her number one enemy. Maybe we kill her and then bring her back. I feel like, but is just that- the casual suggestion of trying to kill a Razni is like, we're already trying to accomplish one impossible thing by defeating Tarbafon. Let's not add another impossible thing to it. I guess, I mean, like. I- at a game, I, I'm personally convinced that the way this AP goes is, hey, great, you beat Tarbafan, but ha ha, the real big baddie. Didn't see it this whole time, did you guys? Well, I didn't. That that would actually be rather Seems fitting like with, with Paizo's like, track yeah, record of... Isn't that how they do you know, their shit? Yeah, book five is you confront the guy you've been chasing the whole AP, and book six is like, oh, by the way, there's someone else who's been behind everything the whole time. Is Razni Geb? She's the queen of Geb. Geb. She's married to no. Geb. Here's what yeah. I think. I think Razni knows Tarbafan has something that she could use to break free of Geb. And part of being able to do that was using us to get rid of the the special guard to keep her in check. All I'm saying is if we kill a Razni, we're doing a solid to not only for Razma. Then we can Tom, you don't bring have to her back to life. <laughs> yeah, I, we're on the same side of the line holding the same sign. Wait, like, what the fuck did look, I miss? I thought our, our genius was in Alex, love with Raz. Alex, I really want to catch you up on this, but I can't. I don't know how. So You're going to have to listen back. to it. Okay. There. So the long and short of it is Tiablith is using the Witch Gates to greater teleport us to Curse. Spelled not like... <laughs> The spell curse. Spelled that would be a bad spelled K E R S E. The city of curse. Okay, uh, and you are uh, just going to generic curse, or are you going to like town square or the city gates? Any like, are you going to throw anything specific on there? Or just kind of. I guess we I'm not trying to trap you or anything. Square. Just want the parameters. <laughs> I don't, of the, I don't of know the where Rogar's house is in curse. So right. Does Curse have a jail? Maybe we could go deep inside the bowels of a jail. (laughs) (laughs) Just start there again. (laughs) Um, No, uh, we'll try to think if, like, Teolith's backstory, if he's ever gone through Curse. Like, I don't think I ever specifically said, but it's not out of the realm. We'll just go to Town Square and go from there. Make it simple. Okay. I just imagine, like, the four of us are going to appear in Town Square and Curse yeah. looking filthy, like, covered in, like, cobwebs <laughs> and ice and freaking thorns sticking out evil. of us. <laughs> Spores. <laughs> just smelling like corpses. <laughs> all right, so you all 
greater teleport to curse. And if I remember correctly, with greater teleport, it is less risky, but there is still a chance that. No, no, we covered this. We all held on to our butts. Happens. No, we covered it. All right, let's see here. Greater teleport. This spell functions like teleport, except there is no range limit and there is no chance you arrive off target. Oh, well, okay then. In addition, you need not have seen the destination, but in that case, you must have at least a reliable description of the place to which you are teleporting. If you attempt to teleport with insufficient information or misleading information, you disappear and simply reappear in your original location. Interplanar travel is not possible. So, uh, I would say anyone with five or more ranks in knowledge geography would be able to like, just take a, a map out real quick and be like, alright, curse, uh, there it is. Uh, we're gonna tell greater teleport there, and that's sufficiently uh, reliable like information for greater teleport. How far away is this curse from? Uh, let's uh, let's take a look. See, hopefully far. I'm hoping real far. It's like I, I, if I had to guess, it's like 500 miles. How? What's the range on teleport? Greater teleport has no range. No, what's the range on teleport? Uh, teleport is 100 miles per caster level. Let me see. This is a pretty zoomed out. Just wondering if we did want to come back and finish that stuff, could we even with a regular teleport? Yeah, we'd have thirteen hundred to fourteen hundred. I mean, we could always cast it twice to get us there too if we needed to. And I'm assuming, like, if we level up, it'll be full of a fourteen hundred mile radius to teleport to. If we better fucking level up. Yeah, I would prefer to level up. We're gonna about twelve hundred miles. Oh, Got really? It. By car or as the crow flies? As the crow flies. Yeah, they don't have a uh, map quest for Galarian yet. Okay. uh, Curse is located along the southern edge of the Gulf of Accord at the mouth of the Prophet's Flow in northern Druma. Its northern and western borders are marked by Lake Encarthen. Uh, you would all know the Lake Encarthen as the large body of water that uh, takes up much of Oost, uh, much of Vigil's, actually basically all of Vigil's eastern border. So it's like on the other side of Lake, Lake Encarthen, but Lake Encarthen's fucking huge. It's southern and eastern borders by two distributaries of the Prophet's Flow. Although surrounded by the Argent Reach region of Druma, Curse is considered a separate region instead of being part of the Argent Reach. Uh, I'm just seeing if there's like a general descriptor for when you arrive here, but it doesn't look like there is. Curse proper is divided into four districts. The affluent residential manor district along its northeastern edge, the resplendent district, which houses many of Druma's governmental bodies in the northwestern part, the Trade District in the southwest, which is one of the most vibrant markets in all of Galarian, that's probably where Rokyar lives, and the Pilgrimage District, which is easy, which is entirely leased out to those unaffiliated with the prophecies of Calistrade. Northwest of Curse is the High Prophet Sanctum, an artificial island where the High Prophet Mart makes his home and which falls outside of the laws of both Curse and Druma. The area surrounding Curse consists of mostly well-groomed forests and open plains and is almost wholly owned by the High Prophet, except for the estates of a few families. Alright, so you guys, poof, leave the pyramid, and poof, uh, suddenly arrive in a very busy city market 
something that you yeah. haven't seen the likes of since the White Blade Festival in Vigil. You, you definitely get some surprised reactions from the people in your immediate vicinity, but it is certainly not a... Like, you, you don't, like, invoke a panic or anything. It'd be kind of like if you're, like, walking down the... Until our genus opens his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's... Uh, Certainly not something that somebody would expect, like just a group of people teleporting right into the streets, but it's also considering how busy this place is and how much, how high profile it is, it's probably not, you know, totally unheard of. Like maybe like the equivalent reaction would be, you know, if you're, if you're on like the sidewalk and someone like speeds by going like 80 miles an hour, like way faster than they should, you're just like, holy shit, fucking asshole. And, like, that's pretty much it. Like, that's pretty much your react the reactions to you guys just teleporting directly into this uh, this city we're, market. We're the assholes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, wait. Isn't... Uh, oh. Aren't you a half-elf? Who? Uh, Teoblith. No, Teoblith's a full, full-blooded elf. Oh, you're a full... <laughs> in a dwarven territory. It's not a dwarven territory. I, I thought Curse was a... No. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm wrong. You're not going to like... Even if it was, you're not going to be like, Get him! (laughs) (laughs) Jump him! Bye bye lucky stars! An elf to beat up! (laughs) Out of thin air! (laughs) Yeah, no, dwarves and elves don't have that hostile of a relationship in Galarian. It's not like Lord of the Rings where they hate each other on sight. It's like Boston and Red Sox fans. Or uh, Yankees, <laughs> Red Sox. Yeah. No, you. They hate their. Right they the hate those Red too. Sox in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so you guys arrive in Curse. Uh, there's just cattle being driven by, and there's like just bustling marketplace, people selling all sorts of stuff, and yeah, you uh, you're just dropped in the middle of all this. What do you do? I make a bit of a scene, you know, getting on my hands and knees on the ground and. You know, making sure it's real and looking around <laughs> and smiling at all the people who who might think I look a little odd. But uh, you know, all that time in uh, what the fuck is the place called? Galaspire. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I will so s- I've already tried to block it out of my head. I will say for Thalias himself, like this is the first time Thalias has seen a city since he died in Roslar, like yeah. before the AP started. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. So th- yeah. this is a little special for me more than more than you guys oh my God. might have uh, originally thought. Yeah. yeah. Um Uchi was going to make a perception check. Everything looks like it's just normal hunky dory day. Yeah, like y- you aren't really that familiar with curse, but based on how the spell works and you you like you located it on a map and you did everything right, like there's no no reason for you to suspect you're anywhere but curse, and everything looks fine. No, 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 no. I, I mean, I don't, I don't doubt we're in curse. I, I'm like, Vigil's been blown to smithereens. Mm-hmm. I, he's trying to deduce. Does it seem like news of that has reached here yet? I see what you mean. Um, it's kind of hard to tell. Like, you're just, if it had, it would have just been like, it could have been anywhere from. Yo, did you hear what happened? And this is exactly what happened to like, yo, I heard Last Wall's at war and, you know, like they attacked Ustalov or like it, there's, and if either of those things 
either of those like versions of what happened or anything beyond uh, reached curse, it would still include, you know, all of these people who are just trying to live their lives anyway. You don't really know what it would look like normally. Like you see, you see plenty of city guards, like all stationed everywhere. But right, it's yeah. You really don't have a point of reference. Uh, I think Uchard's gonna stop somebody that's like going by. Um, excuse me, sorry to bother you, but what year is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for the Stone Buckle Armory. If you could maybe point me in the right direction. Oh, uh. Yes, uh, stone stone buckles. Yes, they they have a they, they have a they have a. I mean, Matt, like what? This is like where <laughs> Rogyar lives, right? This isn't where like his guild or anything is located. This is his where his family lives, correct? Right. Yeah, and I'm and I'm not. Sh- See, that was, I was just trying to think because like, I don't know how much of an actual like storefront backstory he has here. Wrote? Well, no, because. I have the back. I actually pulled up the backstory because he's coming back and it was gonna fucking come into play. Um, but no, he's he he lives in Curse with his family, but it's it's like he doesn't really have like a storefront here. It's just kind of like his base of operations. Like the way it worked was like his wife basically runs like a caravan from here to High Helm in the Five Kings Mountains, and like to get all of the the, the stone buckle equipment that's made and then she brings it back to curse and then Rogar takes it from curse and you know brings it out to other places one of those stops was Roslar's coffer I would I would assume that Rogar has he's he's certainly not like the mayor or anything but he would probably be fairly well known in this city uh peddling the stone buckle arms and kind of Taking taking like all this trade from Curse and like bringing it elsewhere and then bringing more trade back in, like he would probably be a fairly uh, prominent member of like the trading network within Curse. Um, so yeah, uh, the man says, "Oh, no, uh, no one's ever heard of him. <laughs> he doesn't exist here. <laughs> His whole backstory is a fucking lie." <laughs> So, uh, uh, wrote the stone buckles. Yes, yes, uh, yes. They have a they have a, a house just uh, just up the hill there. And he, he points uh, away from the marketplace, and you can see where there's a uh, the the road kind of goes up on this bluff, and uh, looks like there's some not like mansions yeah, or anything, but but decent de- decent money. Yeah, like you're like you look at it and you're like, oh, okay, you're doing okay. You're doing pretty good. Not gold buckle money, but stone buckle <laughs> <Yeah>. money. <laughs> Imagine it's probably pretty easy to spot where the flying dwarf keeps coming in and out of. That's that's <laughs> true. <laughs> he loves guy won't lie. shut up about it. <laughs> and that's when uh, you hear a poof behind you, and uh, your your peripherals uh, for for only a moment are colored red with uh, this accompanying magic. And unlike your arrival, the streets in the immediate area are filled with screams. And you turn around <laughs> and you see a Razni. Oh, oh kidding me. And we'll see you next week. Fuck! <laughs> wow. On the Inspired wow. Incompetence Podcast. 
Oh, no. Nick, I told you this was going to be a thing. Hey, you were just saying how you wanted to kill her. I, I said that after. This is all on our genus. <laughs> <laughs> Feel.